Welcome to Thought for the Week, a series of individual reflections broadcast over five weekdays here on Manx Radio. Monsignor John Devine is the senior Roman Catholic priest on the Isle of Man. He joins us now with a thought for the day. So how was your Christmas? This Christmas Eve saw me standing in the rain at 8.45 in the morning, waiting for Tesco to open. Why is it that no matter how much I prepare for Christmas in advance, there's always last-minute things I imagine I need? But the big surprise of Christmas is that no matter how much we prepare, when Jesus is eventually born, no one recognises him. His birth went unnoticed. He was born among the poor and excluded in pitiful circumstances. Only the shepherds recognised his birth. But for his own people, his birth was just another statistic, and Christmas Day was a day like any other day. And unless we get too much above ourselves, we fail to recognise the birth of Jesus too. Sure, we see him in cribs and in romanticised pictures of, of the nativity scene, but we're so busy preparing for Christmas that we miss its basic message. Christ is here already, and always has been. He's in our beautiful planet that we exploit and abuse. He's in the poor, the homeless, the deprived and excluded, the refugees and asylum seekers. And wait for it, he's already here in you and in me, even if we don't think we're good enough. On Christmas morning at St Anthony's in Onken, we had a nativity play. It was performed by our children. Now that might lead some of us to imagine that Christmas is primarily for children. Well, it is and it isn't. Christians believe that God chose to reveal himself to us as a child, a helpless baby. The grown-up Jesus once said, Unless you become like a little child, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. The journey of faith requires a process of letting go. It requires us to shed the defences, hard edges and cynicism that we acquire in the painful process of growing up. Our Christmas Day nativity play finished with these words of Jesus. If you look for me at Christmas, you won't need a special star. I'm no longer just in Bethlehem. I'm right there where you are. You may not be aware of me amid the celebrations. You'll have to look beyond the shops and all the decorations. But if you take a moment from your list of things to do and listen to your heart, you'll find I'm waiting there for you. You're the one I want to be with. You're the reason that I came. And you'll find me in the stillness as I'm whispering your name. Happy New Year. I've a theory that New Year resolutions are meant to be broken. Now into my 70s, I've come to the awful conclusion 
that the way I am now is probably the way I'm going to die. When I was young, I imagined that I was on a trajectory to perfection, that I would keep fit and lose weight, but also get around to eliminating my most unattractive and selfish character traits. When I was growing up, the year 2000 was way into the future. I took for granted that my life would be sorted by then. I thought there'd be plenty of time ahead to deal one by one with the things I didn't like about myself. That hasn't happened. It's now 2020. Another new decade. It's never going to happen. Is this a council of despair? I don't think so. I won't give up, but thanks to the grace of God, I'm slowly learning to accept myself, to love myself in the way that God loves me. But most importantly of all, I'm learning not to judge other people, irrespective of how they are and what they do. They're just another infuriating version of me. When a baby's born, the first question people ask is whether it's a boy or a girl. The next question is, what's the baby's name? Until a baby has a name, it's just an it, the baby. Naming a child actually brings it to life and invests it with its own identity and personality. The name the parents choose is the name by which the child will be known for all eternity. It's the name by which the child will begin to know itself. It's said that we can pick up our own name whispered a hundred yards away. The name our parents choose for us is also the name that God uses when he speaks to us. There are two birth stories interwoven in the Christmas stories in the Bible, and they both involve names. The first is the story of John the Baptist. His father, Zechariah, writes on a tablet, his name is John. And the family ask, what will this child grow up to be? The second story is about the birth of Jesus. An angel appears to Mary and says, you will conceive and bear a son, and you must name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. John and Jesus each had their lives ahead of them. If you want to find God, begin with your name and see how the story of your life has unfolded. Christmas, for many of us, is now a distant memory, yet traditionally there are twelve days of Christmas, and Twelfth Night, as it's known, is the Feast of the Epiphany, when we recall the visit of the three wise men to the infant Jesus. The Epiphany can get short shrift as a tired postscript to Christmas, yet it's a magnificent standalone feast. It addresses the question, for whom did Jesus come?
At Christmas, we invite Jesus into our homes, to our dinner table, our sofa and our TV screen. We suspend routine and turn inwards. There's no need to set the alarm clock. The epiphany tears us away from the cosiness of home. It requires us to crawl out from under the duvet and go back to work. The Journey of the Magi, a poem by T.S. Eliot, describes how one of the three wise men was changed by his visit to the child Jesus in Bethlehem. We returned to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here. The Epiphany celebrates the way our meeting with our newborn king changes the way we look at the routine of life in the real world, loathed as we are to return to it. Music